Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. A guy that, that is, has put in his time, he's here early, he's grinding, he's out of practice really trying to get better. And, and for a veteran guy, that's what I look for. I look for guys that uh, they love the game of football. Um, they want to learn. They want to pick guys' brains. You know, he was out here in the summer throwing to me and, and picking my brain on certain things. So I'm um, excited about, you know, his future and, and what he can bring to this team. That's Adam Thielen, noted wide receiver, noted NFL wide receiver, talking about third-round pick, maybe backup quarterback, Kellen Mond. We'll see. Uh, maybe. Uh, we'll uh, see. I don't know. This is Purple Daily. Actually, people are people are already chirping me and Judd on Twitter this morning. We'll get to some of that. But um, this is Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company from the TCL Studios. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And, boys, let's do kind of a joint thing here. We're going to get to Vikings trivia on a Tuesday. We might even get to uh, Drew McGarry, former Deadspin writer, now at, is it, uh, what's the website now? Defector.com. Defector. Yeah, Defector. And he's a he's a lifelong Vikings fan, and he does the series. He does 32 articles every year, Why Your NFL Team Sucks. And he did one on the Vikings. It's pretty funny. We'll maybe get to that. But let's do a couple things here. Mm-hmm. State of Kellen Mond. Mm-hmm. And will the Vikings regret not being more aggressive for Justin Fields, who's getting all sorts of praise for his preseason debut here? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, even, like LeBron James even was on Twitter yeah, the on. last couple of days tweeting, Justin Fields is so special, all caps, man. Keep going, young kid. PFF wrote this, Justin Fields overcame a slow start to go 14 of 20 for a buck 42, 33 rushing yards, a whopping 80% of his passing yards came through the air before the catch and 8 of 14 completions went for first downs. Yahoo Sports observed, Fields didn't play or look like a rookie facing an NFL defense for the first time. Instead, he was composed, calculated, and decisive as both a passer and a runner. Simply put, he looked the part. Um, In fairness, Kellen Mond was out for like a week and a half because he was COVID positive. Um, But I guess the question here is, if you had to go back, knowing kind of what we are seeing now, would you stick with Derisaw? plus Mond, which is the way the Vikings wound up going about it, or would you have been more aggressive? And there were all these reports, credible reports. The Vikings were not only trying to move up with the Lions, with the Panthers, they were trying to move up for Justin Fields, 
and they were lowballing teams. So they were sort of hedging. We want to move up, but we don't want to pay the price that mm-hmm. it takes to go up to seven or eight. So if you could go back right now, a few months ago to the draft, would you have offered more for Fields, or would you have gone more the Derisaw mond route and let that play out? So I think the Vikings really liked Fields and Trey Lance. And, and you know, once Lance basically flew up the draft board, the opportunity to get him was gone. And so the one guy to go get was Fields. If the Vikings were true to their convictions, because, I mean, we heard they really liked him, liked him a lot, then yes, they most definitely, because Kirk is not uh, financially, as a player, the long-term solution. Justin Fields could be. Now, I do believe that the Vikings would have been wise to up their offer and make a trade for him. But let me also say this. Justin Fields has had a really good camp. Like, all the reports are, oh, man, practice, he's doing great. Uh, Justin Fields had one, sounds like, really good exhibition game. But all of that being said, let's also slow our roll on that a bit. Now, if you're the Vikings, this is potentially worst case, because if the Bears got this right, you not only attempted to trade up to get Fields and, as you said, Phil, low-ball teams, and then the Bears jumped you, but you got jumped by a team in your division, and now we're going to have to face him twice a year. So I can say this very safely. One is, yes, I believe that if the Vikings identify Fields as being an extremely talented quarterback, they should have paid the price uh, to get up to get him. But I'm also not going to take one preseason game and a bunch of practices and be like, well, there it is, Mahomes 2.0. When Yahoo writes, I mean, this is my favorite part about preseason hype, right? When you read a (laughs) clip that says he didn't look like a rookie against NFL defenses, do you know how vanilla those defenses are? Now, I'm not saying that he's not, going against some backups who are nice players, but there's no scheme. Like they didn't scheme for the, for the bears or fields. So he's basically seeing um, a step above college probably, but he's not really seeing like, okay, here's how we're going to stop this kid. So two things Vikings should have probably, or should have made more of an effort. If they truly thought fields was special to get him, but what you read is what makes the preseason hysterical at the same time. Also, so PFF, I mean, they, they track everything in the preseason just like they do in the regular season. And they had fields as holding on to the ball longer than basically any quarterback. I think there was only like two other quarterbacks that held on to the ball longer than he did in week one of the preseason. Mm-hmm. And that's against vanilla defenses. So there's that clip I'm sure a lot of people have seen of Justin Fields being asked, you know, hey, you know, what was the game speed like? Was it was it pretty fast out there compared to college? And he was like, honestly, it was pretty slow for me. I think it's a testament to my teammates at practice and the tempo that we play at. It's like, ah, might, might not want to say that because the minute you throw three interceptions at Soldier Field against maybe Mike Zimmer's defense at some <laughs> yeah. point, yeah, uh, that clip's going to resurface how slow the game looks, right? So I think... It's really easy to overreact here. I mean, Justin Fields, I th- I think I think Justin Fields has a better percentage chance of panning out. Like he has a higher ceiling it would seem than Kellen Mond has. But, you know, I mean, t- you know, whether you like or hate Chris Sims, there's a lot of guys, Chris Sims, a couple others that had Kellen Mond right there or above Justin Fields in the pre-draft rankings. And the one thing we do know for sure 
Fields is a more NFL-ready player straight out of college, just in terms of like throwing and mechanics and having probably played in just bigger games too, right? He's played in bigger games late in the season than Kellen Mond has. Um, and Mond has always needed some mechanical work and whatnot. So if the Vikings are right about both Derrissaw and Kellen Mond, let's say Derrissaw overcomes the, the just the sort of mess that's become the core you know, injury and the two surgeries this year, sure. and he becomes your franchise left tackle. And if they're right that Kellen Mond, after like a year of working out some mechanical issues and just, hey, just chill out behind Kirk Cousins for a while, that he can be a serviceable starting quarterback and 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 be that for a million dollars a year for the first few years. If they're right about those two things, it's the right decision. But there's always that chance that they were hedging because they didn't want to pay too much to move up to seven or eight for a guy that could be a top five, just perennial Pro Bowl quarterback in Justin Fields. I don't like the hedging nature of their quarterback strategy. Like, if you thought Justin Fields was the guy, go get him, right? Yeah. Like, if you were going to trade up and you were having these conversations and you believed that he was the best quarterback and and you had those discussions and you're lowballing, why are you lowballing? Either you like him or you don't. So, like, that, that's, that's, that's what I don't really understand. It would make me feel better if they never made an offer to move up, right? Because then it's just like, oh, they like Kellen Mond or right. they didn't like Justin Fields. But we know they like Justin Fields. Right. But they so are, why were they hedging? Because they are – I I go back to the ponder pick. Because Spielman is, I don't think, really sure of, of himself when it comes to this position in particular. Like, I think he knows what he sort of likes, but he's, but, and, and look, you know what? A guy like Ponder probably makes you think a lot, right? Like, overthink it. And so my, my guess is he, he's like, well, I like Fields, our scouts like him, but what if I'm wrong? And then if I'm wrong and I trade, you know, a first-round pick next year and I don't know what else, and, and, and my coveted draft picks. So I really think that this goes back to a conversation, Phil, that we've had on this show for a very long time, and I think it's, it's Spielman's struggles to identify perhaps the most important position in sports. And remember, the guy on Teddy that put them over the top was Norv Turner. Like, he's the one who said, okay, his pro day sucked. I'm going down to Florida to work him out. We're putting the two gloves back on him because that's how he likes to play. Uh, and I think he's the guy that came back and said, draft him. And Zim's like, I'm all in. I love this kid. Norv's long gone. And so I, I think the hedging has a lot to do with the uncertainty of, okay, this guy might be really, really good, and I like him, but I've been wrong before. And if I'm wrong now, that cost me my job. Yeah, I think... Putting myself in Rick Spielman's shoes here I, and unbuttoning my uh, shirt a couple buttons to look oh, like God. I was going to say you, oh, you can't brawny yeah. chested I Rick mean, Spielman. If, if you want to see some chest hair, I've got some right here. If you, want I think Rick shaves it. his. I'm pretty sure, man. Yeah, like, I think you're right. I think he uh, hits that tanning I, booth a couple days a week. Correct. Not judging. God. Listen, do, much do what like you me. Do much like me. Just a great bronzed goddess. Yeah, just uh, do what you got to do to feel confident at that podium while you uh, while you speak to reporters. So it's a lot easier if you're in his position, though. Like, think about how much you're sticking your neck out if you're sitting there at, what did they draft? Four, they had the 14th overall pick, and then they moved. So if you're sitting at 14, and you're being critiqued and judged by your bosses, the Wilves, right? If you trade up aggressively and give up capital, and you're wrong, now you're putting yourself out there. Now, now you're saying I mean, that's that's Declan walking up to a woman at the bar and putting his neck out there and saying, "Hey, I, you caught my eye. I'm uh, I'm gonna go leave my friends over here and I'm gonna try and talk to you." And then she slaps him upside the head and says, "My boyfriend's standing behind me and he's a mixed martial artist." Yeah, it right? happens. 
Yeah. Um, I'm sure that exact scenario is happening. Has. But if you but if you play it cool, if you sit back, right, you trade back. Yep. Hey, this is all kind of random, and we're just going to kind of trade back, yep. and we're going to let the draft come to us, and just kind of see what's there, and just you know, we're just going to be kind of at the, we're going to be at the beck and call of the the winds of the draft, right? Like you can almost put an arm's length between you and culpability. So that's I that's I think I think that factors into Rick Spielman's drafting philosophy, which is I like to accumulate picks and play the volume game. Well, yeah, it's also a great way to say, well, the draft's kind of a crapshoot, and so. You know, we're just kind of out here uh, trying our best, right? Like, if you trade up and give up capital in a future first-round pick and you're wrong, now it looks bad for you. And he's and, he's tended yeah. to avoid that for the most part. Mm-hmm. And now I think if you had gone to Rick before the draft started and said, okay, if you don't do this, like, like if you go in with, hey, I'll give you our first-round pick and you give me your first, and no, I'll give you an extra second, too. Um, and you had said, yeah, Rick, here's the problem. The Bears are going to take... Justin Fields I think he might trade up at that point like that's the one that's the worst case of we like this kid but we're not going to pay too much and he's probably going to go to an AFC team right and if he's successful it's too bad but no one's going to talk about this if Justin Fields was off to a really good start take your pick at teams you know for like the Colts right I don't know that we'd be talking about this as much as we are already and fans are tweeting about it and talking about it as well as as things are now that he's with the Bears and like it's already starting with oh my god we might have to face this guy twice a year and he's re- and he might be really good so I think worst case would definitely be hey Rick you're not going to get him and a division foe is so yeah and then and then Rick would say listen I mean the draft is uh, it's kind of a crapshoot it's kind of a <laughs> kind of a lottery really right mm. Mm. and the Minnesota State Lottery is here for Rick. They're here for any Vikings fans, really. So I got a question. So if Rick, if things don't work out in 2021 and Rick gets fired, and let's just say he needs to take his chances and try and win a lot of cash at once, Phil, <laughs> how can he do it? <laughs> That's a great question, Judd. Uh, get pumped, Vikings fans and front office members, because it's game time with the new Vikings scratch games from the Minnesota Lottery. Play and you could win $100,000 with the new $5 game and uh, score great second chance prizes like Vikings tickets and merchandise. I mean, Spielman already has quite a bit of those, but hey, it's great, uh, great uh, consolation prize. There's also a $2 skull game with a top prize of $15,000. Get pumped and say, I'm in to Vikings scratch games from the Minnesota Lottery. Must be 18 or older to play. Um, what do we know so far? So we've seen Kellen Mond in one game, and you've seen him in some practices, although he hasn't been at a lot of practices because he was out for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. But you heard the clip off the top of the show from Adam Thielen praising. This is the stuff that I'm kind of looking for, like right. mechanics. Like that stuff's going to get ironed out ideally, but like can he make the throws is very important, and, and can he um, just do the things footwork-wise? Like Those are things that I'm assuming he's going to be learning and already has some of. I want to know, is he a leader? Is he a guy that, that players gravitate toward? Is he somebody that works harder than everybody else? Right, Because those are things you need if you're going to be eventually a CEO of a football team. And you know, there's a lot of things that we knock Kirk Cousins for. The guy works hard. Like Kirk, you, don't, you don't go from being like a fourth-round pick to being – a starting quarterback with a net worth of $150 million, you know, a handful of years later without working hard. So what have you observed, Judd? You've been at practice. You've heard 
teammates and coaches talk about Kellen Mond? What is sort of your state of Kellen Mond here um, after one preseason game? Well, it's a few things. One is um, we're all going to have to be in. This is probably the most important word, and it starts with the Vikings and filters down to the fans and media as well. Patient. This is going to take some time. Like we saw, what we saw on Saturday is a work in progress as as a player, which is fine. I mean, he is an athlete and and he's got skills, um, but you know he is going to in in exhibition games lock in on the first read, and if that's not there, he's going to run. Is that going going to be the case in three years? Probably not. It shouldn't be. Uh, so it's patience, but he does seem, as far as practice goes. To take it very seriously, he stays late, he works on things, and we haven't addressed this yet, but part of the most important thing too here is, and I don't know the answer, but it's incredibly important, who's teaching him and how good are they at teaching as well? Because this comes down to footwork, it comes down to adjusting to the pro game, it comes down to a lot of incredibly important things that can be taught. Um, and if he's taught them correctly, he's going to become quicker in his decisions. He's going to become smarter. He's going to actually progress through his, his reads. I don't have a doubt, unless I'm totally wrong from what I've seen, that he is the type of guy who stays late at practice, who wants to learn, um, who has the who has the abilities to become good. But I would be curious, like, is the Kubiak regime and the people be behind him can they teach this? Because that's the most important thing, too, is is it's great to want to learn and improve, but you don't know what you don't know. And so, to me, an incredibly important part of the state of Kellen Mond is, okay, he's staying late, he's working hard, is he getting the proper instruction, too? Because that's a incredibly important thing to turning a corner. Yeah, that is something that it's 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 so hard to just sit here and say, well... The Vikings have a defensive-minded head coach, and therefore they'll never be able to develop a quarterback. I think a lot of a lot of people take that stance, and I think that's a little too aggressive of a stance to take to say that just because Mike Zimmer is your head coach means that there's no chance that a quarterback can develop. Um, but I but I do think there are a lot of offensive-minded head coaches. Sean McVay. I actually just heard Les Snead was on a podcast uh, late last week, the Rams general manager, and kind of just talking through like super in depth about the hiring process of Sean McVay a few years ago and just how obsessed he is with being an offensive mastermind. And then in their recon of Sean McVay, talking to different former players that he's worked with, and they even talked about like his work with Kirk Cousins in Washington, and everyone they talked to, especially the players that he has worked with, and this is when Sean McVay was like in his late 20s, mm-hmm. <laughs> like 30, 31 years old, mm-hmm. and all of them said he's one of the greatest teachers of football that they've ever been around. They didn't say he's one of the smartest, like he is one of the smartest football guys, but that that's different. Being one of the smartest, Brad Childress was a smart football guy. Yeah. How well can you take all the things that are going on in your brain as you grind film and you scheme and do all these things and craft plays, how well can you teach that stuff to potentially a 21-year-old kid who's just coming out of his junior year of college, right? And if you translate what, Matt Stafford's going to get, and even what Jared like Jared Goff had a couple really good years, and I think they you know, he just doesn't quite have the ceiling as some of the other quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, they get access to that, right? Like they just get I'm, like Matt Stafford and Sean McVay are probably sitting there texting each other about football-y football things late into the night, right? <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning. Ooh. 
Who are you texting, Jake from State Farm? Like, I'm texting Sean. It's just me and Sean. Stafford's wife. Oh, God. Who who are you texting? Put the phone down. XYZ Banana. But, like, Kellen Mond and Mike Zimmer and Kirk Mm -hmm. Cousins and Mike Zimmer probably Mm -hmm. aren't, like, obsessively texting over offensive scheme things. Mm -hmm. Clint Kubiak, maybe. Right. But you're not not getting – I don't think you're getting that access to – the smartest football brain on the team, which is Mike Zimmer, because he has sort of just kept offense and teaching and all those things to the defensive side of the football. So that that is one thing that I think people overplay it a little bit and say, well, you're just screwed if you're a quarterback. And my, I don't think it's that cut and dry. But it is one thing that you're you're not getting access to, like, a, the brilliant offensive minds that other quarterbacks, veterans, and young guys would get access to. Mm-hmm. But it, So in Mon's case, this year is incredibly important, though, to get that from somebody like it's one thing to say, okay, young man, just observe and learn. And that's great. And that can be done, but the whole package is observe and learn and, and then have teachers who, who can be like, okay, that read that you saw in college ain't there. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so if, if Mont smart, he can process that, but somebody sort of probably needs to tell him because what you don't want is year two, all right, kid, go play. And he's like, I really didn't learn anything from you people. That would be a problem. Yeah. So how likely is it that Kellen Mond is going to pan out as just a solid, even a solid multi-year starting quarterback at some point? I, I think 2021 is is unrealistic for a number of different reasons because Kirk Cousins is the starter. Um, and even if Kirk goes down, it just it, it's, it feels early in 2021. So I went through stathead.com and just I just looked at second, third, and fourth-round quarterbacks since 2000. Because I think that's that's a more fair bin for him. I think take, take out the first-rounders and then take out the late-round guys. The second, third, fourth rounds where there's something wrong with them to where they're not a first-round pick, but there's enough upside to where they didn't fall to like where Jake Browning fell to or Nate Stanley, I think he was undrafted, right? So second, third, fourth rounds. There's been, and I took out last year and this year's drafts because the jury's still out. Like Jalen Hurts, jury is still out on on the last two years. So 75 quarterbacks have been drafted between the second, third, fourth round since 2000. You take out the last two years. 13, by my count, have panned out to be solid multi-year starters, which is 17% of them. So basically one in five. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, those are two Hall of Famers. Kirk Cousins. Andy Dalton, you might laugh, but Andy Dalton was a playoff quarterback, right? Like, he was a good, solid starting quarterback. I think they won 10 or 11 games a couple mm-hmm. times. Like, those are winning he, teams. He panned out for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Derek Carr, Matt Schaub, again, you might laugh, but that dude, no. like, got MVP votes one year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott, David Garrard, Colin Kaepernick, Kyle Orton, actually, uh, he had like three winning seasons. He was He's pretty good, decent for Denver, yeah. Chicago. Uh, teams are forty-two and forty with Kyle Orton as their starting quarterback. So kind of borderline, but he was a quality multi-year starter. Josh McCown, Nick Foles, and Jimmy Garoppolo. So those those are the seven, uh, the thirteen that have panned out out of the seventy-five drafted between the second and fourth rounds. So it's not likely, right? Percentage-wise, he has to work out some things. Um, if he were to even become a Matt Schaub or let's say a Jimmy Garoppolo type, as long as you're not paying him like top five money to the cap, I think you can live with that and build your roster around. But that's kind of what we're looking at here in terms of likeliness that Kellen Mond eventually pans out. Your thoughts? I think that that's 
that's probably fair. Um, I guess my question is is this too, though, and it, it's is is Zimmer going to be the long term coach here and get another contract and Mon become his guy? Are they going to get a different coach here who has a different requirement? Um, because it would probably be an an offensive coach for what he wants from a quarterback. Like I, I think there's, I think the unfair thing about Mon right now and trying to like project is there's so many variables we don't know um, as far as the franchise goes, as far as he goes, as far as the coaching goes. That because I think all of those play a role in the environment that you're talking about for a lot of the, those guys that panned out like the majority of the guys that you just went through the 13 who were hit on weren't exactly guys who who were drafted and then you said okay go play right they were guys who were drafted and then there was cultivation and development and and in some cases they sat so I think that all plays a role in how Mond is basically raised as a quarterback and if he is the guy or not what I like about the Mond pick is at least the Vikings are taking not a gamble, but a chance on a guy who could pan out yeah. and for a very reasonable price be an answer. So, yep. like, I'm not looking for Hall of Famer. You better be Drew Brees, kid. I'm looking for you're going to have to replace Kirk at some point fairly soon here as far as years go. And when you do, do you have a guy in place who you've cultivated and developed and trust enough to give that opportunity to and then, Phil, to our point, for a long time, if you do, now you can sign help for him. You can sign a guard. You can sign a tackle. Um, so I, I think we get so hung up, and it's the sexy conversation, though, of Justin Fields looks really good. I think he's Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a Hall of Fame QB. That's not how teams think about this in the real world. So the most important thing to me is, do you think that you gave yourself a chance with Mond to have a guy who you can develop and turn into within a couple of years, a serviceable to above that starting quarterback who can fill that role and not cost you a ton? Yeah. By the way, uh, MJ tweets into the show at Jay Zolgat, at Phil Mackey, at Dex's tweets. Can we stop acting like Mond was complete trash? Terrible play calling and first preseason game ever after barely being with the team. I mean, was there a game of telephone? Did we... Declan, did, were we that hard on Mond? Like, did we have we been like crapping on Mond? No. Did All you guys, I said was, did you guys crap was on? Of, did you guys crap on Mond on Sunday's episode? No. I feel like what I feel I like crapped if, on Browning. <laughs> roll I the tape, did. but yeah. <laughs> my take was Mond looked fine, but like it was very obvious that the game was pretty fast and like first first read kind of flush out of the pocket sure. sort of deal. And like, I mean, not I'm not saying that he's like. Never going to pan out. I'm just saying, yeah, he looked like a young quarterback in his first preseason game. Well, well obviously, this is a self-deprecating show, and we like to talk about when we're right and whatnot. Uh, but I, I feel like after the draft and even the summer leading into minicamp and training camp, we, we were praising Kellen Mond and, and probably to the lack of our, our own fault, thinking that he was going to be a backup quarterback or this was going to go um, really, really smoothly. And obviously, he gets Coben, gets behind the eight ball. He gets thrown into the fire a little bit in that preseason game. And now I don't think we're questioning it, but it, it, it just goes to show that like, we're, we're allowed to have these conversations. Um, I don't think we're being too hard on Kellen Mond. I hope the guy pans out too. Uh, you know, the, Yes, I, I think I'm having a little bit, um, not Stockholm Syndrome, but revisionist history. I would have liked to go back and probably trade up for Justin Fields. You know, The Vikings did that for Teddy for the 32nd pick. They made the decision, hey, we're going to get jump back in that first round. We're going to get this quarterback. He's going to be our franchise guy. 
He'll sit behind Matt Castle. He gets thrown into the fire a little bit, but then he becomes the starter. A little different situation with Kellen Mond because you know Kirk Cousins was obviously a lot better quarterback than Matt Castle was at that point in his career and that he was tied up to a contract. But I, I don't think we're too hard on him, and I hope he pans out, but it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time. It's just going to take some time. Nobody yeah. said garbage. No, I think I mean nobody came close. I said Jake Browning cannot be the backup. That's all I, I said. This Mon thing is going to take time, though. Like yeah. if if you're mistaking patience with garbage, then that's a you problem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this guy should not play. I I will say this until the season's done. This guy should not play this season. Doesn't mean he's garbage. It means I don't want to ruin him. Yeah. Uh, hey, we've got Vikings trivia here in a second, and then we'll, we got to read a couple snippets from this Drew McGarry "Why Your Team Sucks" because it's he's a Vikings fan and he's he's just sort of letting out all of his frustrations. But uh, Judd, what are you sipping on late at night, buddy? Oh, can I tell you guys uh, just a brief story? Last night, company event, company event at which I met the guys from Surly. Shout out Omar, David, and Stu. Three great guys, and and let's just say we had long conversations about the Vikings, Minnesota sports. Uh, we expressed frustrations. We expressed hopes. We expressed dreams. My sources said you guys were a high rolling. That you guys you guys were on a very expensive boat last I night. I don't. I really don't want. Did you guys give, pour your surly in a wanna, champagne glass, or how did that work? Give details about where because <laughs> I don't want to come off as a pretentious type. All I'm going to say is I had great conversations with the guys, and we were the entire time, responsibly, of course, mm-hmm. sipping on Surly's. Uh, furious for me, started off with a couple of those, then then, then switched to, you know, I, said, I need a little, a little bit less. Switched to a hell. But um, sipping on Surly's, talking Minnesota sports with Omar, David, and Stu was fantastic. Love it. I had a great time. I think I crossed my fingers. They did, did too. But here's the thing: what made it? What made that night? It was the Surly beer. I mean, no offense. The company was fantastic. Okay. But what what puts it over the top is the Furious, the Hell. And here's what I said at the end of the, of the night: I said, "Boys, I want to tell you something." I said, it "Just occurred to me: you do enough settling in life." Crack open a Surly Furious and enjoy the IPA that revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. In fact, you know it because you invented it. Don't settle. Get Surly. I love what you, tr- you turned to Omar, the owner of Surly, yeah. and then delivered his tagline to him. That's, yes. that's hilarious. Oh, that, that's effective. <laughs> He's like, I think I might go home and have another Surly. Uh, also, thanks. A shout-out to Moon Motorsports, celebrating 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello, out there in the, the western edge of the metro um that's my stomping grounds out there but we're talking atvs motorcycles side-by-side snowmobiles all right once the state fair hits you turn the corner you start thinking about snowmobile season uh, it's the most exciting power sports selection in the region so check them out again family owned and operated 50 years moonmotorsports.com moonmotorsports.com enjoy a weed free summer at the lake courtesy of aquaside one easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds in lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. 
Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. All right, do you guys think you can conquer my wrath? Some Vikings trivia. Trivia Tuesday here. You guys, uh, you had a buzzer beater last week. You came down to the last. You get three strikes. Yep. Or I win. Here's the question. Since 1990, the Vikings have won eight playoff games. I just need you guys to tell me the eight teams that they have defeated in the playoffs since 1990. And obviously there may or may not be a repeat team. I need you. If there's a repeat team, I need you to tell me that. I need you to tell me, okay. oh, they beat the uh, they beat the Browns nine times. And, okay. Which are, they are we competing? But. Are we competing here or or together? You guys are working together. We're together, okay. Judd. I love it. Okay. I love the fact that we're together. Okay, Declan. Let's um, let's let's work backwards. I've so, got. I've I've got two immediately. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, Denny Green's first playoff victory came against the Giants at the Meadowlands. Tell me when these are official guesses, by the way. Yes, that's, that's, official. that's official. That's okay. official. Cool. The Vikings. 1997. In 1998, after a first round bye, the Vikings beat the Arizona Cardinals at the Metrodome mm-hmm. before their loss to the Falcons. Correct. Um, okay, Dex. In ninety nine, in ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken, oh, yeah. they went back. They went back to the playoffs and lost to the uh, Rams when Jeff George refused Jeff George. to pick up the ball. Okay, did the they Rams win? in St. Louis? And that was Wild Card Weekend. Did um, they win a game remember. in ninety nine? Um. So did they? Uh, no, I think they. I think that was their you first. One and done. Game. Okay. Well. Yep. All right. So, well, regardless. Giants we'll again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, wait, so where are we at? So yeah, you guys said Giants, Cardinals. Yep. Yep. Giants again. Why? Why saying, Giants again? Why Giants again? Why? Why are you saying oh, Giants again? Why'd you do that? Oh, 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 oh! I, 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 I you, I, you I, literally I'm jumped sorry. the gun. I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" I knew the next team. I'm sorry. That's oh, an official guess. That was an official that, guess. That's fine. All right. 2000 was they beat this. They beat Aaron Brooks and the Saints in nice. at the dome. Nice. Um. Yeah. Keep going. They beat the Packers in Lambeau in. Was that 03 or 04? 04. Oh, okay, oh, they beat the Packers. Oh, four, and then they lost to Philadelphia. That's right. Okay, good one. Uh, um, Cow- they beat Cowboys in 09. Yep, that's the next. That, that, was, I think a, that's, that was an absolute throttle. I think, I, think ne- I think that's the next one, right? Because yeah. they, they lost uh, to Philadelphia in 2008. Eight. Yep. So Cowboys in 09, and then they lost to the Saints, right? Yep. 2010, they don't go to the playoffs. 2000 and. 11, 11 they were they terrible? Yep. 2012, they do go to the playoffs and lose to the Packers in the first round. Correct. You got two more incorrect guesses here. Okay, uh, so 2000. Okay. 2015, they lose the Seahawks. In the first yep. round. 2017, they beat the Saints. Saints, yep. So Wait, Saints so again. The official guesses here? Yep. yep, yep, yep. Saints again. 2019, they beat the Saints again. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six. I saw that you guys have seven, and, yeah. and there's eight. So since nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety. So we are missing something that happened. The nineteen ninety regular season, I'll say. The nineteen ninety regular. We're, season. we're missing something Wait. between ninety and ninety-seven. Okay, so in, but the playoff. Okay, ninety. Did they go? Did they win a playoff game in ninety? In in ninety one, they they didn't um, go to the playoffs. Who yeah, did go they? Ahead. Go ahead. Beat. They lost to the Niners before when the Niners went to the Super Bowl. Did they beat the Cowboys. 
in the divisional round. They upset like between between like ninety four and ninety six, or ninety four and ninety eight. They had a playoff win. I thought, and oh, that was probably the Giants, though. That's De- yeah, Denny didn't. So Denny, I don't. So he went to the playoffs every year from ninety two to ninety. He went ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, and I want to say he lost every one of them. Ninety five, they missed the playoffs. Ninety six, we got the Giants. So, I swear, unless there's something in in ninety, did, did the ninety team go to the playoffs? They, I remember they opened the season. I want to say against Kansas City because Wade Wilson was starting quarterback. Wow, you guys flew through those first seven like it was nothing. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hot wait. knife through butter. So since two thousand, Declan. Uh huh. Since two since two thousand. Okay. Yeah. So two thousand. Two thousand. Oh. <laughs> oh wait wait wait. Out loud, talking out loud. This is not an official yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> So in, <laughs> okay, so in 2000, you got the they did they get a bye and then beat the Saints and Correct. lose to the Giants? Correct. Okay, so 2001, Green gets fired after, yep. or, yeah, fired, so they don't go. Yep. 2002, they don't go. Two, they don't go. 2003, they beat three. Green Bay. They beat Green Bay. Listen, while you guys are sitting here contemplating, I just want to tell the audience about the fastest show on earth. Uh-huh. August 18th, tomorrow through the 22nd at Brainerd International Raceway, all right? We're talking NHRA Lucas Oil Nationals, cars traveling almost 330 miles an hour. As fast as Randy Moss running down the sidelines and that playoff win over the Cardinals that you guys mentioned in 1998. There's something for everyone. You can get autographs. It's a great, great setting for kids. Brainerd International Raceway, BIRMN.com for ticket and camping packages. I I don't know why, because I wasn't alive yeah. then, but I, I or wasn't I was I was alive. I was like a little tyke, probably still crapping my pants. But I, I I feel like they beat the Cowboys between like ninety-two and ninety-eight somewhere. Okay, ninety-two. They they go to the playoffs and they lost in the first round against Washington. Okay. Ninety-three. Ninety-three. They went to the playoffs, but he didn't win a game, as far as I remember. Ninety-four. They go to the playoffs, but I but I want to say he lost. So the two options that are because they lost to the Bears and like Steve Walsh in one of those. Okay. The 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 two that are coming to mind here are either ninety-nine. They did win a playoff game with Jeff George before losing to the Rams. Okay. And then the other one is somewhere, again, in the mid-90s that we're forgetting about. We've nailed everything from 2020 to 2021. We've nailed okay, all those so, teams. So wait, wait, wait. So 99, so 99, I yeah, they lose, to the, they lose to the Rams in St. Louis. You're right. So they won a play. They did, had to have won a playoff game. They had to have won yes. a playoff game in 99. So okay, so, so in 98, they beat the Cardinals uh-huh. to, to play the Falcons. I remember. Remember that vividly. Yep. Is there another Saints win here that we're missing? No, I. Well, in '99, you've named three of them, three Saints wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there a fourth one? They won. They I'm won in '99. Thir- I'm going to give you 30 seconds to at least offer another guess here. You have two okay. two incorrect guesses. Jack, you want to guess? It, it's not the unless it's '90, and I'm totally blanking on them going to the playoffs with Burnsy. Okay. Um. It's 99. We're, we're I, missing the I, I team will, that they beat. I will say the Cowboys in 99. Okay. Official guess. Love it. Wow, dude. Wow. Declan's like, he talked his way. It was like, 
kept talking his way down that oh, path. Oh, did a good job. It was, it was the divisional round, or maybe it was the wild no, card round. Might have been round. a wild card. It was January yeah. 9th. It was the wild card round in 1999. Technically, 2000 was the Where was that game? Why don't I remember it? It in was Dallas. played at the Hubert H. Humphrey oh. Metrodome. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys took a 10-3 lead in the first quarter, and the Vikings I went on and scored 17. That is so weird. That I, actually, they scored 24 score, uh, uh, really unanswered points, 27-10. to 10. And in that game, yeah, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith. I mean, this was still this is like the very Good back work, end of Thank the you. Aikman. Phil Emmett can t- Smith talk here. about this game all he wants. I'm just going to tell you good work. Thank you. <laughs> nice work. Uh, Jeff George threw for three touchdown passes. Randy Moss. Uh, let's see here. Randy Moss went for oh my god, yeah, five catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. What's so? so- What's so weird is I remember vividly the game at, I believe it was the TWA Dome at the time in St. Louis the next week where George didn't pick up the, the fumble. He, like, lost the ball. He wasn't committed. It. Yeah, he pulled a camera. Um, but I don't remember. Why don't I remember that Dallas game better? I don't know. You're probably drinking. Probably because you've been uh, drinking too much surly yeah. over the years. No, That's you know what? has been happening. Back then, bad beer. It was bad beer. <laughs> surly came around and saved me. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to – all right. Uh, Programming decision here. Let's let's great. do why your why yeah. your team sucks tomorrow. Because yeah. you guys you guys were so stumped there, but um, nice job you conquered me, conquered me there. And uh, Federated also helping present today's show. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you're a business owner out there and you're looking for peace of mind, risk management, you're looking for just a great navigating guiding force that's been around for over a hundred years to help you maximize the success of your business. Check out all the tools and resources at federatedinsurance.com, and remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So, boys, good stuff today. And uh, tomorrow, write that down, predictions, and an accountability session. Judd will be at practice. We'll have Judd's camp observations as well, so can't wait. We're less than a month away from the start of the regular season. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.